Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Praise God and glory to God. Thank you, precious Father. How y'all doing tonight? All is well. well. Praise God. First, we want to give honor to Pastor Frank. Uh, We definitely appreciate you, Pastor, for allowing me to speak in y'all revival. I definitely uh, take that as an honor and a privilege to be able to hear to speak. Uh, Thanks to my pastor, Pastor Love. We coming from Louisiana, Columbia, Louisiana. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. God is good. Uh, tonight we're coming from a theme as, as, as the, uh, the rest of the revival as rise up and rebuild. Amen. So I'm going to start reading first out of Nehemiah 1. Y'all have to bear with me. We got a lot of scriptures to read uh, out of Nehemiah to, to get the, uh, the whole concept of Nehemiah. You pretty much have to, you have to pretty much go through a lot of it. So I'm going to try to cut it off uh, just kind of read a few scriptures here and there, skip around a little bit. All right, Nehemiah 1, it says, The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah, and it came to pass in the month of Shizlu, in the 20th year, as I was in Shuzan, the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. Great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are burnt with fire. Great affliction, great affliction is much adversity. He's talking about the church at this particular point. Their condition is much adversity. There is calamity and pain. They are in unhappiness and misery. And then it says, and reproach. Reproach actually means disgraced. Disgrace means that the church, they have a loss of reputation and respect due to dishonorable acts. That's the church. That's the, that's the condition that they were in. They were afflicted. They were unhappy. They were in pain, much adversity. Plus, they had loss of reputation and respect due to dishonorable acts. Man, the walls was broken down and the gates thereof are burnt with fire. And it came to pass for when I heard these words that I sat down and I wept. How could you not? And mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven and said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thy eyes be and thy eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night, for the children of Israel, thy servants. And confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the statute, the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments which thou commanded thy servant Moses. So immediately Nehemiah ties the condition of the church, the condition of the people in Jerusalem, he immediately ties it 
to disobedience. He immediately goes on and starts to repent and confess sins, tying their condition to their own behavior. For, 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 uh, for to see the result of disobedience, to confirm that the results of disobedience leaves you in this state, I got us going to Nehemiah 9 and 33 through 37. And I'm going to read this. I'm going to jump around a little bit to make a point here. 33 says, How be thou art just, talking about God is just, and all that is brought upon us, for thou hast done right, but we have done wickedly. Neither have our kings, our princes, our priests, nor our fathers kept thy law, nor hearkened unto thy commandments and thy testimonies, wherewith thou didst testify against them. For they have not served thee in their kingdom and in their great goodness that thou gavest them, and in the large and fat land which thou gavest before them, neither turned away from their wicked works. Now the consequences. Behold, we are servants this day. They are under the dominion of someone else based on their actions. Come on now. Based on your actions of disobedience, based on your behavior or your dishonorable acts, based on not turning away from your wicked ways, now you are under the obedience of someone else. You are a servant to someone else. Because you wouldn't led by the spirit, because you wouldn't become a servant under God, come on now, now you are a servant under someone else. Come on now. That is the, that is the result of being disobedient. Either you're going to be a servant of God or you're going to be a servant of someone else. Come on now. Come on now. Behold, 36, we are servants again in this, in this day and for the land that thou gavest unto our fathers to eat the fruit thereof and the good thereof. Behold, we are servants in it. And it yielded much increase unto the kings whom thou hast set over us because of our sins. Also, they have dominion over our bodies and over our cattle at their pleasure, and we are in great distress. Great distress, meaning, again, they are in adversity, affliction. They are in misery. Amen? So let's go to uh, Nehemiah 2 and 17. Just skipping around, what I did just now was just try to give you the, the results of uh, disobedience, the results of not yielding to God. As our case as born-again believers, it is a result of not being led by the Spirit. If you are not led by the Spirit, then come on now, you are under the dominion of something else or someone else. Come on now. 2 and 17, this is Nehemiah picks up, talking about the wall. He says, then I said unto them, you see the distress that we are in? Come on now. How Jerusalem lie of waste, and the gates thereof are burnt with fire. Come, and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we, may, that we be no more a reproach. Then I told them of the hand of God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he said spoken unto me, and they said, let us rise up and rebuild. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. He says, rise up. He says he want to rise and rebuild, and then he says, why? See, Nehemiah had a motivation. He said that we be no more of reproach. So Nehemiah's focus, his motivation to, re re to rebuild, remember reproach, reproach was a disgrace, meaning they have a loss of reputation and a lack of respect 
do to this honorable acts. Come on now. So Nehemiah said, either we're going to build, if we don't build for nothing else, we're going to build for the respect of this church and for to get our reputation back. Come on now. Come on now. If we don't build, he didn't mention the misery. He didn't mention buildings because you are in adversity. He didn't mention the distress. He didn't mention none of that. He said, if we don't do nothing else, we must build for the reputation and the respect. Come on now. We must build for the reputation and the respect. Nehemiah says we need to rise up and rebuild, if nothing else, for the reputation and the respect. If it was disobedience and dishonorable acts that led to the disgrace, that led to the reproach, that led to the bad reputation that we have as a church, y'all do recognize today, this is Nehemiah ancient terms, but today the church has a bad reputation. Today the church has a lack of respect and it is due to dishonorable acts and disobedience it is due to us not being led by the spirit come on now he said he said if, if it was dishonorable acts that led to the reproach then in order to build the wall in order to restore it it's going to take obedience and honorable acts to restore it come on now you have to do the opposite of what took us down uh, disobedience and dishonorable acts cause the condition that we're in if we are going to restore the Come on now, the reputation of the church, we're going to have to repent, we're going to have to be led by the Spirit, and we're going to have to be obedient. Same thing, being led by the Spirit for us, amen? Disobedience. Disobedience got us in this terrible condition, so I want to spend some time there. Because it is the condition, disobedience and dishonorable acts is why we're in this miserable place that we're in. Come on now, the church has a bad reputation because of disobedience, so it's a must that I talk about it. Because what, what you want to do is you want to learn the, what caused you to get in a certain place so you don't have to repent, and so you don't have to repeat the process again. Like Kobe said, we don't have to want to keep rebuilding. So you want to find out and discover, okay, what got us to this miserable state? What got us in this condition that we're in so we can, come on now, so we can make sure we don't repeat that process? Come on now, so disobedience to a born-again believer, first of all, disobedience in the, rec in the uh, a regular definition of disobedience is failure or refusal to obey rules or someone in authority. It's failure or refusal. Failure means to the lack of success. Come on now. So look, to be disobedient, you don't have to just refuse to obey God. You can fail to obey God. Come on now. No, I'm not. Most of us are not going to say, well, I refuse to obey you. No, but you lack success in being obedient. Come on now. Come on now. If the scripture tells us, if the word says pray without ceasing, I'm not going to refuse to pray. I just lack praying. I just lack the success in it. I fail to do it. So it's still disobedient. I still am not being led by the spirit. For the word is spirit and truth. The word says pray without ceasing. If I am not praying without ceasing, then I'm not led by the spirit. Come on now, so it's still disobedience. Even though I'm not saying, no, Lord, I'm not going to do it, I fail to succeed in it. I fail to do it. Come on now. Disobedience for a born-again believer is to not be led by the Spirit in your thoughts and your actions. In your thoughts and your actions. Whether you fail to do it or refuse to do it. Come on now. To allow another voice or force to cause you to not do what God desires, 
Come on now. Or not think the thought God requires. You are disobedient. You are disobedient in your thinking because the word says what? Take every thought captive. If, I'm, if I fail to do it, then I'm being disobedient in my thinking. Come on now. He says think according to the word of God. Take every thought captive. Make it obedient to Christ. If I fail to do it, then I'm being disobedient in my thinking. I'm not refusing to do it. I'm just not succeeding at doing it. Most likely disobedient thoughts is what led to disobedient actions. Come on now. Your thoughts control your actions. It happens in the mind first. Come on now. Disobedience. Thoughts. Not taking thoughts captive will lead to disobedient actions. Come on now. If I have thoughts of fear, God is calling me to move out, do something. And then I have thoughts of fear that prevent me to move out. I'm being disobedient. I fail to succeed in what he has called me to do. That's disobedient. I want to talk, we want to talk about what leaves you in a condition that they were in. We want to talk about because these people were in, in a disgrace because they failed to think like God and they failed to act like God. Come on now, they failed to behave like God. You see what I'm saying? So if, if, we, if we as the church uh, thought like God and act like God and look like God, there is no way that we would have the bad reputation that we have. You see what I'm saying? We would not be lack of respect if I was presentable, I was, I was presenting Christ all the time. But because we are failed to be led by the Spirit, because we fail to think according to the Word, because we fail to act according to the Word, that's why we have the reputation that we have. Come on now. No one is deliberately going to do it, not as born-again believers. We believe. You just fail to do it. Come on. You just fail to do it. We're going to talk about disobedience. When you allow your mind to ponder on thoughts that is contrary to the word, the way God thinks, it's being disobedient. Come on now. Scripture says take every thought captive again and make it obedient to Christ, meaning you have to take dominion over your thoughts. Come on now. You have to take dominion over your thoughts. Failure to do so is disobedient. You are a spirit. You are born of the spirit. You are a spirit. You must take dominion over your thoughts, your mind, and your body. Come on now. Failure to keep your own self in line is disobedience. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Man. If you don't take dominion over your mind and body and another voice or force controls you, then that's disobedience. Look, when you waver, when you vacillate, when you doubt. Come on now. The only way I can waver is if I am under the influence of another voice. I have the voice of God saying do this, and then I have another voice that comes in and says do that. So now I am wavering. So when I waver and when I doubt, then I am disobedient because I am not taking dominion over the other voice and just allowing nothing but the voice of God to rule me. Come on now. Either, either, either to be obedient is to be under the rule I am subjecting to God. I am subjected to his way of thinking and his way of action. All right. So if I am disobedient, then I am not under his rule. I am allowing another to rule over me. So when I when I waver back and forth, now I got two people ruling over me. God says, no, I am God alone. Gosh, man. When you are double minded and waver, you are allowing another voice in. The waver is to be controlled by another voice. To waver is to be controlled by another voice. Disobedience takes you in the opposite direction of God. What do you mean? We are one. Me and my father are one. We dwell together. If God is moving this way, and then I move this way in the opposite direction or fail to go where he's going, then I move, I, come on, I separate myself from God. So what happens is it can be in your thoughts and your actions. So what happens is 
when I fail to move with God, when I fail to be obedient and flow with God, and I separate myself from God by disobedience, it creates a gap in the wall. <laughs> Come on now. You're talking about building a wall of protection. Come on, man. You're talking about a gap in the wall. For, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Come on. If, if, if I sit here and allow another thought of doubt, the enemy can shoot an arrow. Okay? And if he shoot that arrow and I don't put a, if I don't respond with the word, if I don't block him out, he sees that there's a gap in my wall. Come on now, a gap, a gap in the wall or a breach in the wall is, is, uh, is, is free access for the enemy to help. Come on now, it, it, is, it is any access that you allow the enemy to come through. A breach in the wall or a gap, look, the wall that they are building is a wall of protection. Come on now, to protect, okay, so if, if I have any area in my life that allows the enemy to come through, those areas are considered gaps, they're considered breaches. Come on now. And I might be getting ahead of myself, but we're just going to work it. We're going to trust the flow. Come on now. The distance, okay, I went ahead of myself. Look, this distance is a gap or breach in a wall. When you waver in your thoughts, it creates a gap or breach. It gives the enemy access. Disobedience for a believer hands over his dominion to the enemy. Disobedience for a believer, you're handing over your dominion to the enemy. God doesn't have to hand us over. He said, in, 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 in Nehemiah, he said, for their disobedience, God handed them over. Well, we are born again believers. We have the power, ability, and we have the uh, authority and the power and dominion. So God doesn't have to hand us over. When we, are, when, when we disobey, we hand ourselves over, ourself over to the enemy. Come on now, because you have the dominion and the power, meaning if I have dominion and the power, I have a choice. Come on now. When I have power and dominion, I have a choice. I have a choice to say, block out my thoughts, to cast them down. You see what I'm saying? I have the power. I have dominion. And if I choose not to do it, if I fail to do it, then I'm disobedient. But I have a choice. So if I, if I allow the enemy to come in and wreck my mind, to wreck my thoughts and just have his way, have free access, I have handed myself over. I have gave him dominion. I have given him me. I surrender myself. We're going to get to that. All of this is all of this is lining up. Disobedience for a believer again hands over his dominion to the enemy. God, we are spirit with dominion and authority. When we are disobedient, we hand over ourselves to the enemy. We allow the enemy to rule. We allow ourselves to be his servants. Mm. We allow the gaps in the walls. We allow the gates to be burned down. We are responsible for our own conditions. We are responsible for the bad reputation, the lack of respect of the church, because we allow the enemy free access in our thinking and behavior. You're responsible because you allow the enemy free access. God has given you the power and the dominion to take authority. So if the enemy is wrecking and the enemy is causing you to act outside of God's will and act outside of God's personality and characteristics, then you are responsible. We are responsible for the condition of the church. Who are you going to blame it on? So if we don't look like God, don't think like God, don't act like God, we are miserable, unhappy, afflicted. Nobody respect us. The reputation is bad. We are in great distress. Talking about our condition. He says, when Nehemiah heard about us, he wept. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough situation. Come on now. 
That's a tough situation. Nehemiah heard about us, heard about the condition we was in. Man, they got a bad reputation. Man, they are disgrace. Lack no respect. They miserable. Not only do you got a bad reputation out there, you're miserable in your own mind. Come on now, the church is miserable, man. People are unhappy, man. Come on now, they're in the church. And he says, it's a disgrace because it shouldn't be so. Because we, come on now, because who our father is, it shouldn't be so. There's no way the people of God should be in such a condition considering all the power and authority and dominion that we have. It is no way, so it's a, it's a shame. It's a shame that we where we at right now. Man. Not being led by the Spirit is what got us here. Come on now. Obedience, disobedience is not being led by the Spirit for a born-again believer. We don't have to uh, just look up laws and follow. You know what I'm saying? We, if, we, if you're led by the Spirit, then you're being obedient. If you're not being led by the Spirit, then that's disobedient. Right? I don't want to spend a lot of time on, 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 on disobedience, but that's what got us here. Come on now. Not being led by the Spirit is why we don't have no respect. It's why our reputation is bad. Not being led by the Spirit and our thinking has us miserable and unhappy. Come on now. There's too many holes in the wall. The enemy has free access. You're not being led by the Spirit in your thinking. That's what causes unhappiness and miserable and misery. You know what I'm saying? Because if you was led by the Spirit, the Word, the Spirit, and truth, then come on now, misery wouldn't exist in your mind. But if you are unhappy, if you are in misery, if you are experiencing these things, it's because you're not led by the Spirit and you're thinking. Come on now. I know we're talking a lot about disobedience, but look. Nehemiah says, if nothing else, we need to get our respect back, our reputation back. Come on now. We represent God out here and giving him a bad name. Lord, forgive me. We looking bad. He says, rise up and rebuild. Mm. Praise you, Lord. We looking bad. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, because sometimes I look bad. You hear me? Sometimes I act foolish in front of people. I'm not led by the Spirit all the time. Come on now. And I have the power and the ability to be led by the Spirit, but I, don't, I, don't, I fail to do it. I fail to do it. Not that I don't have the power to say, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to say that. No, I'm not going to look at that. But I fail to do it. And then I'm around people, and they look like, hey, look at the church. I'm responsible. I take responsible for my own, my own, my own. Come on now. I'm responsible for giving a bad reputation, too. I'm going to be real. Can I be real? He says, rise up and rebuild. So that was ancient text. What does rise up mean for us today? God is telling the church today to rise up. So what does that mean? Look, to understand what rise up means, you must first understand that God is already talking to a raised up people. Come on. God is talking to a raised up people telling us to rise up. Come on now. What, what sense does that make? Come on now. Ephesians, Ephesians 5 and 14, it says, wake up, oh, you sleeper. Arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Look, wake up on you sleeper means that he is lying down. Come on now. To be dead, it means he is inactive. 
So when today when God says rise up and we are already a raised up people, it means, look, God already raised up in a, uh, uh, with Christ in heavenly places. We have a power, authority and dominion. But what we're doing in our position is we're lying down. We are dead. We are inactive, meaning we have dominion and authority, but we are not exercising our dominion and authority. Come on now. You're not exercising the dominion and authority you have. You are lying down. You are lying down, allowing the enemy to have his way. You're just lying down, giving the game away. Y'all ever heard that when you're somebody playing sports? When they play sports and the other team look like they didn't gave up, man, they just laid down and let them have it. You are in a position of dominion and authority, but you're not exercising it. Rise up, oh sleeper, you're laying down, you're asleep, you're dead, you're inactive. You're not exercising the dominion and authority. You're just allowing the enemy to do whatever you want to do. You're allowing the enemy to have free course in your mind. You're allowing the enemy to take control of your actions. You're just allowing him to do it. I'm just going to think, you just, whatever thought come to your mind, you just sit there and ponder on it. You allow it because you have dominion to say no. You're not putting the wall up. Come on now. Every time, look, when Jesus, when, when the enemy came to tempt Jesus, every time he said something, Jesus responded with a word. Come on now. The enemy was looking for a gap. That's right. Come on now. The, the, the enemy, look, the, the lion, the enemy roars around like a lion. He roars like a lion looking around trying to find a gap in the wall. Right. Come on now. He's trying to find a hole in the wall. He's trying to find a breach. You see what I'm saying? So he has shoot a dart. If you don't respond with a word or if you don't respond with faith, wow. then he realized, oh, that's access. Wow. Come on now. Come on now. That's access. Come on now. The gates are burned down. There's holes in the wall. That means the enemy has complete access. You don't have a wall of protection up. You are not resisting the enemy. You don't have a shield of faith up. Come on now. You are showing no resistance to the enemy. No resistance. You're not taking authority. You're not. You, come on now. You're just letting them have free course. We let them have free course. Come on now. Rise up. Ah. Oh. Put your wall up. Man. We're giving a free access. Doubt is a hole in the wall. Doubt is a hole in the wall. Fear. Man, that's a hole in the wall. Come on. That's free access for the enemy. Free access for the enemy. Lust. Come on, man. Lust is a hole in the wall. What are your holes? The enemy shoot his arrows to see where he can, where he can penetrate. Come on now. If he shoots in your mind and you dwell on it, he know that's a hole in the wall. I got her right there. I'm going to keep on coming at that spot. She might got some of this wall built up pretty tough, but I see a hole right there. Come on now. He's constantly shooting. Come on now. Come on now. He said, you got to build a wall side by side. You have to make sure that it ain't no breaches, that it ain't no holes. Come on now. Any sign of weakness, any vulnerability, come on now, is a hole in the wall. We must have a word for every attack. When I reply with a word, the word of God, when I stand on the word of God, boom. Not today, Satan. I'm putting the wall up. You feel me? In that spot, I just put a wall up. You see what I'm saying? I'm building a wall as I resist the enemy. I'm building a wall of protection as I resist the enemy. Because if I don't, if, if I don't resist the enemy, then he gets in, he destroys me. He's looking to kill, steal, and destroy. Every time I put up a, a word or a resistance, I, build up, I put another block up. I'm building my wall. Come on now. I'm building my wall. Every time I resist, every time, man, 
I have a, a issue, a head issue, however you want to look at it. Let's just say this. Let's just say I'm building a wall. I'm resisting the enemy. The enemy, uh, a, 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 nice, a nice girl come by. See what I'm saying? I go to looking. I go to looking. Now this takes me from building. This takes me off course. Why? I didn't, I, didn't, I, I didn't take dominion over my eyes. You have, we have dominion over our flesh, over our body. You know what I'm saying? So if I allow my, my eyes to control me where I go and take me separate from what I'm supposed to be doing, come on now. Come on now. So the enemy, the enemy will see that, and he'll say, man, that's a, that's a hole in the wall. So what he does, he keep on shooting at your weaknesses. Now all I have to do, all I have to do, is, is, is when he shoot that shot, all I have to do is turn my head and look the other way, and then I'm putting the wall up. Come on now. You understand what I'm saying? Come on now. Come on now. We have the material. What is that? I think I done skipped something. Nehemiah. No, go back. We must have a word for every attack. You cannot make your thoughts obedient to a word that you don't have. To a word that you don't know. Some of us have the word but don't use it. We don't apply it and we don't obey it. Nehemiah 4 and 6. What Nehemiah 4 and 6? Nehemiah 4 and 6 says, So we built, so built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together, and to the half thereof, for the people had the mind to work. You got to have a mind to work. You have the material. You must have the mind, the will, and the desire to use it. You must have the, the mind to work. Come on now. Laying down, sleeping on a job, you have, to, you have to be determined that you are going to manifest. You have to be determined that you're going to resist the enemy. You have to be determined that you are not going to allow the enemy to rule your thoughts and your actions. Your mind must be made up that you're going to manifest as sons and daughters of God. You have to have a mind up made that I'm going to be led by the Spirit regardless. Come on now. I am going to be led by the Spirit regardless. I am not going to allow the enemy to take me off course. I am not going to allow the enemy to speak to my mind and throw me off course and, and have me disobedient. I have to have my mind made up. I have to be focused that I am going to obey and walk with God. You have to have a made up mind. If your mind is not fixed, come on now. He's going to talk you out of it. It's easy access. It's easy access. Now is not the time to be passive, laying down asleep. Rise up. Repair your gaps. Cover up those holes that are giving the enemy access. The church and our father's reputation is at stake. Again, Lord, forgive me for, for allowing my eyes to have dominion over me. I do that. I do that. I have to repent for that. I repent for that. I repent for that, man. I, I repent for that. Man, I, 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 I repent for, having a, for, for giving a bad reputation to my father. And I, and I sit up here and I preach and I teach. And I've been going to church for 20 years. And I, look, if, if, if think about what level you could be on if you did everything that you know to do. Everything that God has, all these years, God been educating you and giving you knowledge. 
giving you a word, telling you how to act. If, if being led by the, think about what level you could be on. Wow. Come on now. What level you could be on if we was obedient. But no, we, we, we're ashamed. Actually, no matter where you at, it's a shame because you have so much power. You have so much potential. You have so much potential. You can be so great. So no matter what level you at right now, you falling short. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Man, we must exercise dominion over our flesh. Nothing is supposed to have dominion over us but the spirit of God. That's what obedience is. Obedience is when God rules. God has dominion over you. You're led by the spirit. I'm not led by no fleshly desires. I'm not led by no thoughts of, of, of fear. God says, move, I hear, and I obey. God says, do this, I hear, and I obey. Anything else is disobedience. Regardless if I say I refuse to do it or what, I fail to do it. I fail to live up to what he's told me to do. If I did it, there's no telling what the results. I can guarantee you if I lived up to all that I know, the reputation would not be bad on my part. I can promise you that. I can promise you if all the people of the church lived up to this Bible, if they heard and obeyed, the reputation would be awesome. Come on now. It would be awesome. We have to rise up and rebuild. You have to rise up and repair. Repair those holes. Nehemiah 6, 1 through 4. Forgive me, Lord. Okay. Nehemiah says, Now it came to pass when Sambalat and Tobiah and Jeshim and the Arabian and the rest of our enemies <laughs> heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach <laughs> left therein. Come on now. Though at the time I had not set up the doors upon the gates. It's still an opening. They, they tripping, but I, I still got to open it. They ain't aware of. That Sambalat and Jeshim sent unto me saying, Come. Look, look, you got, you, 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 he's saying, come now. What he's trying to do? He's trying to draw you away from your protection. You already got the wall built up. Now he's trying to draw you away. He says, come, come on now. Remind me of the scripture. What is that? James 1 and 4. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away. Drawn away. He's drawn away out of the presence of God. Come, let me take you out of your protection. Come over here. Come on now. In the presence of God, God is our shield. God is our protector. Come on now. In the presence of God, there's safety. All the when he, all he, let me draw you out. If I can't find a hose, I'll draw you out. I'll I get something to pull you out. I got off right there, but excuse me. Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Uno. But they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messages unto them saying, I am doing a great work. So I cannot come down. Look at that, come down. <laughs> I ain't got time to be coming down to the flesh. I ain't got time to come down to play with you. I'm doing a great work. Come on now. I'm doing a great work. I ain't got time to come down and play with you. Come on now. Come down and play. Come down. Come down. No, I'm not coming down. My affections are supposed to be set above. I'm not coming down. Come on now. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent them to me four times after this. Look, the enemy might come 
one time. You can resist him one time. He might come again and again and again. But look what he told him. Look what he told him. He said, and I answered them the same manner. Come on now. Make sure you don't budge. Come on now. Make sure you don't budge. Be firm in your thinking. Be firm in your, in your, in your come on now. Have your mind made up and don't budge. The enemy will come more than once. It's the same area. Don't lose faith. Don't get weak. Don't give in at no point. Have your mind made up. He said, look, he said, look, I told, I answered them the same manner every time. Look, that's a wall put up. They really, he realized, man, that's a wall. I can't, come on. That's a solid wall. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? At one time they said, they, at one time they said, something can fly on the wall, knock it down. No, you have to have a solid wall. When I come push it, it don't just crumble over. Now I can get in. Make sure that wall is solid. Be firm. Be, no, I, I know I'm finna live for God. I know I'm finna do what's right. I know I'm finna be obedient. I have no choice. I was created to be led by the Spirit. I was created to manifest the Son of God. Come on now. That's my goal. I was created for this. Come on now. We have to walk out our created purpose. Come on now. Refuse to buzz. Again, also in situations... Like I said, the enemy, watch your mouth. <laughs> watch what you say. It's a response. Watch your mouth. Watch what you say. Watch how you respond. The enemy is looking for your response. Responding with faith is a wall. Responding with doubt and fear exposes a gap, allowing the enemy to come in. You have to watch what comes out of your mouth. Why you have to watch what comes out of your mouth? Because what, com what comes out of your mouth, what it says what? Out of the mouth what? The mouth speakers from the heart. Come on now. So the origin of it is the heart. So first I have to watch my thinking. I have to watch the way I think. Come on now, because the enemy can pick up on the word. Come on now, somebody come to you with a bad report. Oh, how you doing today, Jen? Oh, man, I'm, I'm down in my hell from this and that. Oh, boom, boom. The enemy picks up on that. That's a gap. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Come on now. You just showed me a gap in the wall. I'm, I'm paying attention to your words. I'm paying attention to your demeanor. You say, oh, you're not doing so well. You're speaking anything. You're speaking doubt. You're speaking contrary to the word of God. I pick up on that. That's a gap. I'm going to shoot. Come on now. I'm coming for that weakness. Watch what you say. But in order, it's always hard. The Bible says it's hard to tame your mouth. So in order to tame the mouth, you need to just keep it out your mind. If you take care of your mind, first you don't have to worry about it coming out your mouth. Come on now. If it ain't in your heart, it won't come out your mouth. Come on now, keep it out your mind, and it stays out your mouth. Come on now. It's, it's, easy, it's, easy, it's an easy indication to know where you're at, too. If you observe your own talk, observe your own speech. Sometimes I say stuff, and I'll be like, man, boy, you need this. If you observe your own speech, you can tell what's in your mind, what's, what's, what's in my heart. Come on now. It's an indicator for your own self. Come on now. Man, I ain't, man, I ain't thinking like God. Why? Because you said something that was contrary to what God would say. So it indicates to you that you need to... Okay, you got a gap right there. Sometimes it's showing you in order for me to build a wall, I have to know where the gap set myself. I have to know where my own weaknesses are. I know how to know where my own vulnerable spots are. I have to know where the open spots are at in order for me to build a wall. You see what I'm saying? So I'm observing my own. You have to observe your own self. Observe your own weaknesses. Build walls where you're weak. Man, you know, man, I'm tempted over there. Okay, that's a weakness. That's a that's a gap in my wall. Let me go build in this area. Let me go get a word on this. Let me change the way I think. Let me go think. You know what I'm saying? Let me build in that area. Come on now. Man. You got to let the word dwell in you richly. Amen. 
again, the origin of what you speak is and how you act is, your, is in your heart, it's your thoughts. Make sure there are no gaps there. Make sure you are taking every thought captive and making them obedient to Christ. For this will cause disobedience if you don't. You know what I'm saying? And yielding to the enemy. So again, uh, um, that's the end of my notes. But look, where we at is God has, God has an expected outcome for us. He says, I know the plans that I have for you. It's prosperous. We're not, we're, not, we're not where God desires for us to be. This is not the plan. Because in order for me to be, to get the results that God has expected for me, I have to think like God and I have to act like God. I have to be in that place that he expects me to be. If God submits his thoughts, his way of thinking, that I'm supposed to think like God and act like God, but I am not doing it, then I am not going to be in that expected place. Just because I have a plan for you and I expect something out of you, that doesn't mean you're going to get it. That doesn't mean you're going to get there. Come on now, the enemy can hinder you. The enemy can hinder you. Don't let the enemy hinder you from being what God wants you to be. Don't let the enemy rob you of your blessings and the prosperity that God has for you by causing you to be disobedient, by causing you to receive words that are not true about yourself. Come on now, you can hinder your own growth by receiving lies from the enemy, allowing thoughts to come in. Uh, right, right now, I'm supposed to be so manifest, the person of Christ right now, but I've, I've stunted my own growth. Come on now, you're stunting your own growth when you buy into lies and don't receive the truth. Come on now, you hinder your own growth so you don't get what God expected for you to have because you're not doing what he thought you was going to do. He said, I gave you all this power and all this dominion and all this authority. I expect you to be here. Come on now. I expect you to be here. You have all this power and dominion and authority. Why are you not father alone? There's nothing the enemy could do. There's no opposition that you can't overcome. So why are you getting held up? Why are you not there when you're supposed to be there? Why are you still here? What is the opposition? What is, what is coming against you that's preventing you from getting there? You're supposed to be able to walk over anything that comes your way. Come on now. You have the old dominion and authority, but we're laying down on the job. We're laying down. We're not, God wants us there. We're not even, our mind is not even made up to get there. God wants more for us than we want for ourselves. Your mind got to be made up. I, I want to be what God called me to be. Come on now. We so nonchalantly living this Christian life. We just, I was telling, talking to pastor a while ago, we just, we just regular. We just, well, I pray a little bit. I do. God wants you raised to the dead. They're praying a little bit. I ain't going to get it. Come on now. What is hindering you? What is hindering you? Whatever's hindering you is a gap. It's a place where the enemy come in. You are failing to succeed in obedience. I don't care what it is. You're failing to succeed. You're failing to succeed. Amen? So rise up and build a wall is rise up, build a wall. Resisting enemy. It's a wall of protection. Take dominion and authority. By putting the wall up, I'm taking dominion. I'm protecting what's mine. Come on now. Protect what's yours. Resist the enemy. Don't obey God. Disobedience is what tore the wall down. Obedience is building it up. Come on now. Y'all get something out of there? Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your word, Lord. Lord, I just pray that your word would touch hearts, that your words would change minds, that they would be a doer of your word, O oh, precious Father. 
Forgive us, Lord, for being disobedient. Forgive us, Lord, for allowing the enemy to have dominion and control over us. Forgive us, Lord, for not exercising the power that you have given us. I just pray right now, Lord, that you will stir us up to rise up, to wake up and take position, take authority, take dominion, and to restore your good name, precious Father. Forgive us for causing you to have a bad reputation. Forgive us for destroying our reputation, precious Father. Forgive us for not being what you called us to be, precious Father, and calling us Christians. We call, us, we call ourselves Christians, Lord, but we're not living like Christ. We're giving it a bad name. And I just ask for forgiveness, Lord, that you will stir us up, that you will give us the will and the desire, precious Father. Give us the mind to work. Give us the mind to work. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.